We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. And welcome in, welcome in. It is Wednesday night, the 25th, only 11 months until Christmas. Scott, uh, I am Nick Kendall and joined by S. Scott Kennedy. Not as always, but uh, tonight while Luke is busy out and about uh, as he travels to Vegas and Mobile to cover the Shrine Bowl and the Senior Bowl. Mile High Insiders for breakfast. Uh, how you doing, Scott? Good to see you. I feel like I just saw you. I'm doing good. I'm not seasick. Okay. StreamYard's having some trouble with their green screen application right now, so I've got a little greenness to me. I promise you, I'm not on a boat. I'm not <laughs> feeling queasy. I'm feeling just, just fine. <laughs> Even if I look a little, uh, well, stranger than usual. Yeah, trying out for Avatar. They're blue, right? That's not that's not so much green, but uh, maybe with the Avengers, they're green or something. Uh, <laughs> a couple of them on there. I don't know my comics. I just well. watched She-Hulk. It was good. She-Hulk. There you go. That's the one. That would have been the obvious one. Maybe the Jolly Green Giant. We'll see what how you feel about uh, hulking out uh, when we talk about today's conversation. But first, let's say hello to some people in the chat. We got Duke Rose coming in, saying first. Good to see you, Duke. We appreciate you being first. We got our guy Dylan Von Arks, always coming in with the hype support uh, in here and really a big good PSA here saying sup Broncos country make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in and we got our first like right here from Phil McLaughlin oh there's Jim Hilton there's Dom Harmio Phil's in a better mood he's been given the angry for a month I think it's because I made a joke about it once and now he's been about it or the care react or anything like that but yeah hit the like on the way in share on your platforms and subscribe if you haven't already oh we also got Shayla coming in here thank you so much for the like we got our guy Todd coming in saying good evening MHI crew and Broncos country got our guy Diamond saying boom let's go I bet you Diamond's happy with the uh the news that seems like Peyton is falling out of favor in Denver but uh we'll see anything could happen still until we have a coach so we got uh, we'll see um we also got Kenneth coming in saying idiots Honestly, I'm more psyched to watch CU Buffs next year than this clown show. <laughs> I mean, CU is exciting right now. I don't blame you. Uh, we'll see how it is. Obviously, a lot of offseason to go. One good head coaching hire away from just being right back in this. So uh, we'll see. Um, hold out hope and uh, let the coaching play itself out a little bit. You know, just wait. You want to see the results. We last year we said, Hackett, great hire. Really excited about that. Russ, great trade. Really excited about that. And then it turned Oops. out to be, yeah, <laughs> not great. Um, we're not all out on Russ yet, but obviously out on Hackett. We got our guy Michael Ronquillo coming in here saying good evening. Nick and Scott on Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos. Uh, go Michael. We appreciate you coming. Hope you're doing well. Happy Wednesday night to you. You made it through. Hump Day is here. God bless you for that. And also we got, talking about God bless, Jasmine coming in saying can't wait to dive into this Jerry Rosberg deal. We'll get into it here in just a second. I want to say hello to some more people coming in. Of course, we appreciate everybody coming in and joining us today. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good uh, hump day. We got Riptie coming in here with the the pondering emoji. What are we pondering about, Riptie? And also, kind of uh, where we're at also, saying Doomsday Chatter cracks me up. I uh, was hoping for Sean Payton, doubtful though, so I'm warming up to D'Amico Ryans. But uh, he would need to bring in a real offensive coordinator and hopefully let Iveros, uh, Evero stay and call plays. I don't want my head coach calling plays. It can work on both ends. Uh, I don't really have a strong opinion on the head coach calling plays, so to speak, unless it's too much for them. 
But I mean, Andy Reid's calling plays, Zach Taylor's calling plays, Kyle Shanahan's calling plays, uh, Nick Sirianni is calling. I think he's calling plays too. With, with is Steichen calling plays or is Sirianni? I'm honestly I don't know. That's what I asked earlier. Because yeah. uh, you know, you've seen some pretty good growth with Jalen Hurts. Talk about yeah. development, not just drafting a a number one overall, but Jalen Hurts has had more success this year. You know, he's outplaying the expectations uh, that that he's led into. You know, before, was, is Jer- Jalen Hurts even going to be the guy? And now he's being talked as being elite. How did that happen? Because I'm real interested. And if it was all Sirianni, well, he's already got a head coaching job. Yeah. And it looks like Shane Steichen did actually take over play calling this season. So doesn't hurt to have great weapons and offensive line, but Definitely interesting to see to see how that plays I, out. Also. And, and JB seventeen eighty nine, welcome in on Twitch. I I thought you were right on this. I I, I thought it was like he, you know, for the most part, I don't want my head coach calling plays either. There's yeah. I, I want quality control across all aspects of it. I want the big decisions being made, all those type of things. I, I don't I don't want them doing that either. Now that said, I want them to have that experience in the past. One, if they need yeah. to. Two, so they know what is right and wrong. And three, it helps you make with snap game time decisions that you have to make as the head coach. So when I see an offensive coordinator that's not calling plays, I'm like, well, he needs to, he needs to have that in his resume before he needs to be a head coach. Yeah. Thank you so much, JV over on Twitch. We appreciate you. I don't know my Eagles uh, as much, especially the coaching intricacies there, but I know Howie Roseman runs teams like I would uh, drafting positions of value early and trading current draft capital, trading back a little bit and getting future. Uh, draft capital. I mean, he traded for a 2024 second round pick in last year's draft. Is capital different than picks? We keep saying capital. Is that different than draft picks? Capital, I think, can be, it is picks, but capital can be money or picks. I know. Okay. But draft capital. Yeah. Draft capital. We keep saying that like it means something else. I just want to make sure I'm not missing something. Honestly, the draft capital would be a great name for a show uh, involving the draft because it's, you know, the leaders. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Joe, Bre- Joe Brewer coming in here saying, do we know if Walton is actually out on a hunting trip? Like rumors said immediately after that came out, there was a coordinated response uh, from people covering the Broncos. And then Jeff Duncan, who originally said it on that interview, TV interview, back backed it up as well. His language was not definitive. I would say. So I think there's a chance given how weird this is that all these other teams are having second interviews. I, I'm not going to say that he's not out on a hunting trip, but also but, I think it's it's just, but last wild. night I almost interjected with y'all while I was producing. I'm like, be yeah. careful reporting yeah. this stuff. Like it's actually fact. You don't know for sure. Yeah. You know, before you, before we act like judge, jury and executioner on here about our owner, I can't believe he's doing this. I can't believe he's doing this. Well, maybe you can't believe it because it's not true. So careful, be careful. Yeah. Either way, it's weird um, all around that it's weird. I mean, just just send me a picture of Rob Walton. You know, what are you up to? Are you, are you out <laughs> yeah, on the Serengeti? We can use a 25 year old picture of Sean Payton sleeping on an airplane and make it sound like it's happening right now. It looked like, yeah, it looked like Sean Payton's kid. Like, I know. That I'm one is like, obviously. Who's falling for this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, it's the internet. It has to be true. Uh, Mike S coming in saying, What's up, Broncos country? Don't want Reich as a head coach. Ryan's would be a good head coach, but only if we get the right offensive coordinator. Haven't heard anything about uh, Reich as the off the head coach. Uh, I know he's getting an interview with uh, Carolina, mm-hmm. but uh, as far as offensive coordinator, it'd be great. And I've, you know, I've been big on uh, D'Amico Ryan since we started talking about this head coaching search because of what he's done there in San Francisco over multiple seasons. Uh, said it on here before, I'll say it again. Defense is extremely volatile, not only year to year, but like quarter of the season to quarter of the season Broncos were the number one or two defense in the NFL, the first half of the season. And then the last half of the season, they were like 17th in terms of EPA because of injuries and just scheme being figured out that the opponents you're up against change so much. The fact that the 49ers have been like top five over 30 games is incredible. Uh, so he's, he's definitely a rising star and I'd be happy to have him. Got to have some injury luck with that too. Um, and it helps oh, yeah. when your def- when your offense is playing complimentary football. Yeah, you know it's still football. That, that's you, the thing. You know, yeah. we we had this discussion when when Nick and I went off the air today. We talked. We we pod for like another twenty minutes. We just don't record it. Talking about what impressed me about Evero's defense wasn't that it fell off. You know that it, that it fell off at the end of the year, but how long it take took to fall off at the end of the year. That yeah. they were still playing at such a high level despite all of the things going against that defense, between injuries and complete offensive ineptitude. And a head coach that, you know, as everybody's treated like their kid brother. The yeah. fact that they still played at the high level as long as they did surprised the hell out of me. So yeah. there you go. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> Absolutely. We got Milo coming in over on YouTube. Says, uh, am I the only one that rolls my eyes even putting anything remotely important on his shoulders again? And I think he's talking about Jerry Rosberg here. Talking about giving him the head coaching uh, position again. Am I incorrect in that assumption? No, and even if you are, you, Milo, it's not just you. I just, again, revisionist history drives me crazy. You know, it's like everybody is so thirsty for change. The, the mm. next guy has to be better. Rosberg was better, sure. Is he the best guy for the job? He's a 67-year-old guy who's never been a coordinator. Maybe he should have been a head coach all along. Maybe. But, oh, we were one and one and we, you know, there was someone in here that was just ranting about the points scored, 59 points. And, by the way, it was 55 points across two games. You scored 28 two weeks before against Kansas City with Nathaniel Hackett in charge. And if Russ hadn't gotten hurt, you think you're going to beat those guys. Man. Where, what happened there? Everybody forgets all of a sudden. You know, game to game, small sample size. People, use your heads. Anyway, we're an sorry, emotional no, creatures. Milo, it's not just you. <laughs> yeah, we're emotional creatures, and we're looking for things to, to believe in. Uh, William coming in saying Scott's a Martian. Oh, <laughs> we also got... Sorry, he's meant Brian Greasy. Yeah, might be too soon for Brian Greasy. It might not mm. be. Um, again, talent trumps experience for me. Yeah. Is he talented? Uh, it's hard to tell. You know what? I don't mind having somebody that worked their way up. Okay, maybe he's ready for an offensive coordinator position. Maybe. That's why you go through the process, interviews, backgrounds, all that kind of stuff. How Did he call his own plays when he was a, a, a quarterback at one point? I don't know. All those things. Yeah. I know he's getting some really good experience, and the team's having a lot of success despite who's playing quarterback. How much yeah. of that's Shanahan? How much that's the weapons around him? How much of that is good scouting and drafting and to fit your system? Yeah. All of those things. I'd like to find out though, Milo. Yeah, hundred percent, and everybody connecting Brian Greasy. You know, former Broncos quarterback for a number of years at the University of Michigan as well. Think he maybe won a Rose Bowl. I don't recall. That's before my time. Uh, but the name that I think you'd be looking for here with D'Amico Ryan's is probably and again just connecting dots. Anthony Lynn, former head coach for a number of years, offensive coordinator as well. A little bit of news about Anthony Lynn today. The Washington Commanders have requested to interview him for their offensive coordinator vac- vacancy. So. Obviously, there is some interest for him, and that's a name that would make a lot of sense uh, with his connection in the uh, 49ers coaching tree right now. We got some people to say hello to. Mile High Mike saying, oh, Phil McLaughlin first uh, with the stars. We got the like from Phil today. We appreciate you saying good evening, Nick and Deacon Scott. That I read the Broncos parted ways with Jerry Rosberg. His contract ran out. I guess is what it is. Um, it's newsworthy because he was the Broncos interim head coach. Uh, but we had Field Yates saying that the uh, it's over. Uh, Broncos are parting ways with him. And then Ian Rappaport about 30 minutes later says uh, Broncos interim coach and special assistant Jerry Rosberg was part of a procedural move to terminate with an expiring contract. But my understanding is he's still well regarded and maybe back with Denver with new leadership. So he's out, but he's not potentially out forever. There was a lot of shock headlines being written and a lot of, oh my gosh, this is what it means, hot takes based on a tweet 
and it turns out that his contract expired. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. End of show. See y'all later. <laughs> that was the headline. Yeah. His, his contract was out, you know, and mm-hmm. if, if his contract hadn't expired, you know, it is the end of the season. Yeah. Um, if they'd hired somebody beforehand and he wasn't renewed. Okay. Now we've got some news, but right now if his contract was up. You're not going to renew his contract until you've got somebody in place. Doesn't mean that somebody is imminent. They're about to have it. Doesn't mean that someone said, no, we don't want this guy. You know, he's, he wasn't exactly in high demand. You, mm-hmm. there, there was no rush to re-sign him and tie him down. You're not blocking other teams from interviewing like you are a zero Evero for defensive coordinator position. You could get him back. If you want him. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, he might really, I mean, you, I, I wouldn't have any trouble at all. No problem at all. Bringing him back on under a, a number of roles. Yeah. Um, I think he's good for the program. I think he's, he's really good for the Denver Broncos, but this, you know, the, the the sacking of Jerry Rossberg and the huge move I saw tweeted from a million person SI account, hu- you know, more huge. Mu- Ugh, God, miss me on that one. Yeah, uh, it is news and uh, we're craving the coaching news right now. So I guess Jerry Rossberg is out for now, but could be back in procedural move. I mean, is what it is. Gary Palmer saying, I guess I missed something. Is Sean Payton out? Nothing official, but the tea leaves are the tea leaves. Uh in the last 48 hours, Sean Payton's a lot of uh, talking heads in the media are saying Sean Payton's more likely to go back to Fox. The meeting in Denver has been was going to happen today or Thursday, and now it's not happening. He's meeting with the Cardinals instead. And uh, the Broncos, uh, you have Colin Coward, you know, completely bashing Russell Wilson's persona, I guess is the word I'll use there. Not character, but persona. Uh, and now you have the Broncos kind of being like, oh, you know, we haven't set up that second interview yet. You now maybe there's some stuff. There behind the scenes, uh, it's only a matter of time before we start to get leaks about. Uh, I'm already seeing it f- from some in Broncos media spheres of uh, we have some character concerns with Sean Payton, you know, some background stuff there. Uh, and just meanwhile, as Jeremy always- Fowler says everybody else thinks it's going to be Sean Payton of the Broncos. Yeah, you know, Who so knows? cross-reference your sources. Don't believe anybody. Oh yeah. Um, and, and you know, Jer- like I said, Jeremy Fowler's out there saying that that everybody else says Peyton will be the first domino to fall, and everybody thinks he's going to the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Will he? We don't know. I know that if I'm in negotiations with the New Orleans Saints about draft pick compensation, I don't want people to think that Sean Payton's my number one choice. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to think that it's Sean Payton or bust. I don't want them holding me over a barrel. I want them to think that we could walk away from the table at any given moment. Meanwhile, I might make, uh, I might reassure my top candidate, "Hey, we're good. You're gonna hear some crap coming out in the in the in the in the news. We're just trying to make sure that New Orleans doesn't rake us over the coals." Like I said, it's this is a poker game at this point, which means bluffing. Another word for bluffing: lying. So, believe half of what you hear. Is Sean Payton out? Gary, no, he's not. It's still a very big possibility that Sean Payton can be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Definitely. And it's kind of weird. You're starting to hear like some, oh, Jim Harbaugh hasn't signed with Michigan yet. Maybe that one could come (laughs) back out of nowhere. I mean, I don't think anybody knows anything. I think the ownership group doesn't know everything right now. So what is there? Well, they're certainly not telling. That's for sure. That's for damn sure. What do we we call him in poker? Again, this is poker. We call him tells. If I'm, yep. if I'm sitting across the table for you trying to wring the best deal out of you, whether I'm Sean Payton or the New Orleans Saints, wh- what are your tells? Leaking everything mm-hmm. to the media about who your top choice is and, and what you think it's going to talk to get? And No, you're downplaying all that stuff in yep. order to strike the best deal you can for your team. 100%. And I guess on that front, you have Cardinals interviewing Dan Quinn again. They're supposed to interview Sean Payton tomorrow, I believe. You have... Wilkes name coming more and more prominent with the Carolina Panthers. And now they're going to interview Frank Reich in Carolina as well. So we'll just, uh, God, no, no head coaches have been hired yet. Wouldn't be shocked if Quinn is hired tomorrow with Arizona. Uh, but, uh, we'll see, um, or tonight, um, but we'll see what happens. We got our guy, Todd saying Purdy's good because Shanahan developed him. There's a number of reasons that Purdy's good. He's playing smart with the football. He's, they're not asking him to throw incredibly difficult throws in that scheme. And he has probably the best assortment of five weapons of any team in the NFL right now, if you include uh, tight ends, running back, and fullback. So he's good. Oh, is he's he 24 good. years old? 24. Somewhere in that neighborhood, probably. So. Yeah. 
Okay. Third string quarterback a lot of the year. How much development do you think he's gotten hands on from Mike Shanahan this year? Purdy's good because Purdy's good. Mm-hmm. Purdy's having success because Mike Shanahan's putting him in a position to be successful because he Kyle. runs a good system. And he's got a good team. Kyle. Development Kyle. is a whole other discussion, Todd. But I know what you're saying on this. I just don't want somebody to read that and think it's it's different. He, he's got a good player. It's a good draft pick, and he's yeah. being put in a position to succeed. The development at this level, not it's not quite the same thing. No. I mean, he's played well at Iowa State. There is Especially that fast, for goodness yeah. sakes. He's a smart kid. He's got a quick release. He's a good enough athlete, and he's they're making it easy for him, and he's hitting the layups left and right. There's a lot of layups, but if you have constant layups and you're hitting them and they're in front of you, you're going to move the ball down the field. So, uh, you know, good for him and good for uh, Kyle Shanahan and uh, that 49ers team. Mike coming in saying this year watching the Broncos was like watching the Titanic. Definitely. Are we at the point where the ship snapped in half yet? That was probably the Christmas game. Um, we got Swink McLeod coming in saying evening all. Good to see you. Christmas ya. Day massacre. <laughs> God, that was... I had to write about that today um, with the uh, news of Rosberg moving on. Like, oh, he came in after that 51-14 to 14 game. And the Broncos were also fighting on the sideline. Anyway, Patrick coming in. Patrick, hope your surgery went well. I know it was this week. Uh, appreciate the care package from you. And hope things are going well out there in Oahu. Hope you're having good weather. Keep the good weather for uh, when I'm out there in a couple weeks. Real Two Clutch saying, what's up? Good to see you. We got David Meckelrath saying, good evening, Broncos country. Hope you're doing well, well, Dave. Thank you for the shout out. Dom coming in saying, good evening, Nick and Scott. I uh, hope you're doing well, Dom. E-Day, EDJ, what's up, Broncos country? Ronald Roland giving us the wave. Hope you're doing well. We appreciate you. Also, Desert Creature coming in with his uh, awesome owl pick. We're here. We're a fan of the birds in this podcast. We got uh, some eagle pictures in here. Sometimes we got the sandpiper and we got Desert Creature with the uh, the... Probably not a burrowing great owl. owl picture. A couple of them. One specifically, though, on my Instagram page. He came in and landed and watched me cut the grass and stayed there the whole time for I could go in and got my camera because I hear them. I hear them every day in the woods around mm-hmm. here. I see them once every six months. They're yeah. awesome. I love owls. We had we were backpacking at Mount Rainier and uh, one flew over our campsite. And let me tell you, over a campsite where humans are eating food and leaving scraps. Good place to be an owl to, to catch yourself some dinner. Um, <laughs> the mice are an issue. But uh, yeah, Desert Creature says uh, Broncos released Rosberg in order to announce him as the next head coach. This is a proud day for the Broncos. I'm here for the tinfoil hat stuff because we're having fun at this point with how wacky uh, this is. Maybe the Broncos are not. Why? 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 Why, though? Why would you have to release Jerry Rosberg? You didn't have to release him. His contract expired. His contract, yeah. He didn't have another year on it. You released him. And he wasn't in a position as interim coach. His contract expired. You know, he got an elevation, probably got a bump in pay. He was no longer the interim coach, so you wouldn't have had to release him. You don't get a two-year contract to be an interim coach. That's called a head coach. So there's there's no reason. It doesn't mean anything's about to happen. That doesn't mean it won't, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yep. Could Uh, mean everything. Denver Broncos, Latavius Murray's been let go by the team. His contract expired. Okay. It was always expected. That was always allowed. Uh, Jason O'Neill, good evening, everyone. Good to see you, Jason. We got J- another Jason, Jason Cardoza, coming in, 999. Uh, thank you so much, Jason. We appreciate you. You guys are killing it with the 999s today. Saying good evening, Nick and Scott. It seems like ownership is a bit stumped of what direction they want to go, and hence why there's no second interview scheduled. I would wait out for Ryan's and go from there. Or they're off hunting. Uh, Lord only knows. <laughs> or they know exactly what they want to do, and they've already got it lined up. Yep. You know, maybe they already have their guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it already is D'Amico Ryans. Maybe it already is Sean uh, Sean Payton. Now I got McVeigh in my head. We don't know any of this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and to try, again, because it's not happening on all, and this isn't you, Jason, but because it's not happening on the timeline that a lot of us would like it to happen, it seems like chaos. Oh, it's chaos. Seems like chaos. It's because there's everybody, there's not everybody, but there's a lot of speculation going on. I mean, grab onto that and the fear mongering. It's luckily this is just sports. You know, it's not actually important stuff or else we'd all be panicking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> I'm panicking. Because, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, thank you, Jason. You know, maybe they know exactly what they're doing, Jason. And right now, again, like we said, one of the one of the very real options is they're not playing their hand while they're negotiating with the Saints for compensation. Mm-hmm. We're going to know in hindsight, right? It's like with a couple years ago when we had some doubts about Drew Locke becoming a franchise quarterback. Guess what? The games are going to be played. We're going to see it play out, and we'll have data at that point to reflect in hindsight. And that feels um, like a new name to me, Jason. So appreciate you coming in and uh, and supporting the show. That's a that's a big help to us. Thank you, sir. Yeah, we appreciate it, Jason. Uh, Zach Powers coming in saying my favorite YouTube duo. Oh man, you got to watch more duos out there, Jay. Zach. We yeah. appreciate you. <laughs> Zach was busy with us this morning on Coast yeah. to Coast Football. So appreciate you coming in tonight. Yeah, thank you so much. We got Jetty Splash talking about our our birds. Uh, good evening to you, Jetty. Hope you're doing well. We appreciate you so much. Uh, we got uh, EDJ saying, I still want Jim Harbaugh. I think that's who the Broncos really wanted. But um, alas, here we are. We got Michaela saying good evening, guys. Good evening to you, Michaela. We always appreciate you coming in. Malcolm Brown coming in from Homer, Alaska. Hope you're doing well up there. Hopefully, I mean, gosh, we have our first 5 p.m. sunset tomorrow out here in Seattle. So hopefully you are starting to inch to uh, the more sunlight out there because I know it's super dark out there in uh, Alaska this time of year. We also got Cody W breaking that 999 with four digits in here, $10 saying heard tons of rust is washed and Denver is done for a while, but people aren't realizing almost all games with one score besides the Rams better coach and play calling. Where is this team setting most games in the NFL? I would say 80% of the games in the NFL. That's I don't have any data to back that up, but most games are one score games. So you're going to have to figure out how to come on one side or the other. The Broncos, I don't think won any games except for the Arizona game, I think maybe, but won many games by more than one score. And also they got butt whipped by the Carolina Panthers. That's another one where they went in and just like immediately like, oh, Carolina is very capable of doing that to people. That was a bad matchup for for the Broncos and the way they've played the last two years, which is soft. Um, yeah. That was their, they, they play like an AFC North team, and we know how the Broncos have done against the AFC North. Um, and Cody, uh, thank you so much. But again, I, I, I've said before, this team isn't as far off as a record would indicate. Um, some competency at coaching, shore up mm-hmm. some places. For me specifically, trenches, trenches, trenches. You, you heard me talk offensive line. You've heard me talk offensive line. You've been with us for a while, longer than I have. For two years, I've been talking about this this offensive line being not just subpar, but just weak at the point of attack. So it's not like they do some things well or they can run, but their pass blocking is bad. They are just bad. They, they were just bad, and they got worse. Where they could really improve is interior line. That's not that expensive to fix. Um, you've got to get it right. So you've got to you've got to draft right. You've got to scout your free agents right. But from a mon- monetary standpoint, from a draft pick standpoint. Doesn't take a top 10 pick to fix a guard. You can do that with a third round pick. You can do that with four or five million dollars. So I've seen enough out of Russell Wilson to know that there's there's still much better versions of Russell Wilson than what we saw this year. And we saw glimpses of it this season. Uh, the question is putting in a, in a scheme and the right personnel to maximize that in there. Um, we got Riptide coming back in saying, who cares if the owner is hunting? He's not the one running the team. I agree with you at the same time, if they're holding up the process of the interviews because he's gone, that's concerning. Uh, you either are not a part of it and you know, you can make the decisions later and is always supposed to be Greg Penner. That was more so running the football operations side of things. Uh, if he's off hunting, that's fine, but you can't hold back the process and get a competitive disadvantage where these other teams are moving forward because you have somebody that can only communicate with a satellite phone right now. Exactly, Riptide. And that was the concern was that you're putting off interviews because he's hunting. That was the original report. That is a concern. You know, this is, you know, I saw um, I saw Jay Roper says, why is there so much drama in all this? One, 
if you've ever been involved at any kind of level of recruiting where you've got, you know, five or six people after you, you know, as Euro Evero is interviewed with five different teams, that is incredibly stressful. Yeah. The Indianapolis Colts have gone through 14 different candidates. They're narrowing it down to seven that are getting a second interview. That's incredibly stressful. And you want them to be thorough because you're talking about at minimum eight figures of money. You know, I don't, I don't want them to rush in before they drop $20 million. Yeah. And in, in some cases a year, <laughs> I don't mind it taking, they're taking their time on this just a little bit. You know, it's, it seems like real easy, but man, someone's got to write that check. And if I'm going to write that check for $20 million a year, by God, I want to know. Hell, send me a little bit of that. I could use some for that uh, upcoming vacation. If Tom comes in helping us with that a little bit. 199 super saying 18 points a game. We would have gone 13 and four. Yep, the Broncos would have been better, but who's to say that the Broncos' defense continues to give up the points they did? A lot of teams, I think, put the foot on the brakes and you know took the air out of the ball and tried to play less possession games when the Broncos' defense was struggling just to get out of there with a W. So I think we kind of saw it like at the last two games when the Broncos were starting to put up points. Oh, what do you know? The defense is now starting to give up more points as well. It's just kind yeah, of the cyclical, cyclical nature of like that. I mean, yep. you're if you score quicker, you give more possessions, you know, yep. it's, you're not sure it doesn't work quite like that, but yes, it's hard to win games and you're scoring 16 points a game. Yeah, 100%. So again, you're not as far off as it might have seemed that said, you're going to get everybody back. Obviously you're not going to have Bradley Chubb for the whole season. He's yep. gone. Bye-bye. Yep. Is Randy Jones as uh, Randy Jones, um, Randy Gregory going to be anybody, you know, um, who comes back and plays corner? Is everybody going to be healthy? The injuries, et cetera, et cetera. So can you sustain the level of defense while improving the offense? Maybe <clears throat> you're hoping so. And Phil McLaughlin comes in. If we release Glasgow, it's 11 million. Darby, it's 12 million. Edmonds is 6 million. Parcel is 3 million. Uh, Jacob Martin, forgot about him. He's six or seven, isn't he? I do not know the number off the top of my head, but I can look it up while you are answering the rest yeah, of Yeah, I think he was. Is this the correct way or should we restructure some of them? Phil, in this case, restructuring is just a nice way of saying we cut you and re-signed you. Um, it, with Glasgow, it's you're on, let's see, is it is it 13 and two or something like that? Mm -hmm. You can walk or we'll bring you back for five. It, so that's a restructure of sorts. That's what they call it, but it's really just strong arming the people that don't have any guaranteed money and you can cut them. Um, of those guys, I have Darby back for six. Um, Chase Edmonds might not get want two to come back. He might. Mike Purcell at three is a pretty fine. good bargain. I think yeah, I think that's fine. good money in Glasgow. I think it's time to move on at, at any cost. Just having him there means you don't have somebody else. He's not getting any better. I know he's got some versatility in Nick. I know you, you've you've kind of said this is a good guy to have because he can do, but he doesn't do them well. No, you know, I I think it's time to move on. Yep. And Jacob Martin, you can save three point eight to three million, so almost four. Um, if you move on from him with one dead, I don't know what the reason is. You'd have a dead on that trade, um, but. Alas, it's on there for the Broncos. So you could definitely free up some money. I and mean, you could also approach Justin Simmons with this restructure. You could approach Garrett Bowles with the restructure. There's some way to freeze up, uh, free up money on this team. The one that I would not be anyone interested in approaching a restructure right now is Russell Wilson. I know that he has the big contract, but a lot of that new contract kicks on after 2023. And I don't think you should be doing anything to tie yourself to him longer than you have to right now because of how the season went mm -hmm. and the... I guess break glass in case of emergency option that you have after this season. Unless you tack on some phantom years. <laughs> Void years, right? Whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. That confuses me a little bit, to be honest with you. I mean, it's basically, I mean, they're all they're all void years, kinda. I guess to just flat out say that, hey, we are definitely cutting you. Is, it's not even that they're writing cutting. is just different. That's all. It's not even that they're cutting them, though. It's that they are not even contractually controlled anymore by that but the right. cap hit well, is you're still being released but we've got three phony years on the contract yeah. even though you were not paying you and you're not playing for us it just seems like a loophole and that seems wrong to me yeah void years you know like Taysom hill had massive void years on his they restructured it now he has a two million dollar dead cap hit or dead void cap hit on 2026 but yeah it is a loophole but it's kind of like paying the credit card 
However, that being said, if the cap keep exploding, maybe you have to limit it somehow because like that uh, two years from now with the inflation of the cap is way less of the cap. So you're just getting a big advantage of that. I don't know. Um, it's definitely confusing. Gary Palmer, 1999, coming in again, GLP. God bless you. We appreciate you. Saying, hey, Nick, Scott and Broncos country. I still think we are just a head coach away from being relevant again. Russell Wilson isn't washed. I think you can still win with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think there's a certain way you have to play Russell Wilson for him to be maximized. And I think that a lot of it comes back to rushing the ball far more efficiently, being a balanced team, hitting uh, deep shots off the play action, and playing good defense now with the type of contract Russell Wilson has and is going to get paid. It's harder to build all those things around, you You know, that's kind of the strategy where you have with like a rookie quarterback that's making, you know, a 10th of what Russell Wilson is going to get, but it's the reality of the situation for the Broncos. And he can still be quite effective in that as well. As long as you, as long as you can keep him healthy and keep him complimentary from a really good running game. If Jerry Rosberg was the head coach all along and Alton and Russell Wilson are working together the way they did in the last two games. Is there any reason this team wasn't 500 last year? It's so hard to say. Cause like you could have an injury or something happens. Yeah. Like I mean, Ross had all the injuries. I think, yeah, you know, we talked about the beginning of the season being the team, you know, the, the schedule being easy, the, the, the beginning of the schedule season schedule wasn't as easy as we thought it might be. Mm-hmm. You know, Seattle ended up being a playoff team. Um, the Jaguars were in there. They ended up being a playoff team. You beat them. You know, there were some, that was in the first half. Eight, maybe. Um, yeah. But, you know, the the first half wasn't quite as easy as you may have thought. Um, so, again, as we talked about and as uh, Tom said, you know, you're, you're all in all these one-score games. Maybe some of those flip your way if you're just a little more competent. Yeah, 100%. It'll be I'm not just playing Nathaniel Hackett. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's uh, he definitely deserves a lot of blame and uh, not an adult in the room, but he's going to get an offensive coaching gig. We'll see what happens. we got Scott Sheffield. Scott and I go back a bit. Scott, I hope you're doing well. He says, Nick, I'll be in Seattle in February. Recommendations for food. Uh, I'm pretty partial to uh, Palisade and Ray's Boathouse. Uh, those are more in the Ballard area. They have good seafood. If you're looking in Capitol Hill, I really like uh, Pink Door, a little bit more like Italian seafood combo there. Uh, that's pretty good. And uh, you can hit me up on Facebook. I got, I have a few more recommendations as well. I'm sorry that you're coming in February to Seattle. That is a, not a great time to visit Seattle. Uh, it's going to be wet and cold, but uh, Hey, come back in uh, July, July and August. That's people live in Seattle to experience July through September in Seattle. Uh, we also got Todd coming in Scott sushi train. If you like sushi. Yeah. There's also really good sushi here uh, as well. Of course, seafood and sushi and, uh, Thai food, Asian food, a lot of good stuff there. Um, not good Mexican Thai food in my thirties. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's, I love it's pad, like pad Thai is like my favorite food. I like pad key Mao, the, the fat, uh, rice noodles with the uh, pepper. Oh, so good. Anyway, I haven't eaten dinner yet, guys. I got a thing of peanut M&Ms here. I'm about to start getting into if we don't quit talking food. So, uh, Jerry Rosberg, obviously news there. Uh, he's being moved on from, he could be back in nothing really. It's procedural. It's, uh, I guess, newsworthy in a sense that it happened and we can talk about it, but I don't think it's noteworthy, so to speak. Uh, the other big news today, and we were going to talk about this before the Jerry Rosberg's news uh, broke, was that we had pro football talk. Uh, Mike Florio over on NBC Sports uh, discussing this Broncos head coaching gig, and he really talked up David Shaw. There was a lot of David Shaw talk from Mike Florio in this one, and I'm okay with David Shaw. I think he's kind of probably tied for my third candidate. Like that he's been sought after for a long time in the league. Uh, Offensive guy held together a Stanford team that does not recruit at a high clip at all. And they're much worse disadvantaged in the transfer portal because Stanford guys, if they transfer out, they play at Stanford and they transfer it out because they're good. They can go anywhere they want. Uh, It's really hard to bring guys into Stanford. You know, you're not bringing in somebody from God. I don't want to disparage any schools academics, but most schools players wouldn't qualify for Stanford. Uh, so pretty hard to, it's same thing that's happening with Northwestern right now. Uh, but David Shaw does concern me as well, given how long he's been out of the league. He's not really considered this offensive genius or anything like that, but uh, it seems like there is some push for David Shaw potentially ended up ending up being the Denver Broncos coach. And that's only gotten louder over the last 48 hours. Roy says, please, David Shaw is not the guy. He can't win at Stanford. Um, David Shaw was there long enough to have the, uh, 
the uh, what's Two Face's name? Harvey Dent's line. You know, either you you die a hero or you live long enough to be the villain. Yep. Um, you stay there four years and you have success. You get out and go get a new gig. That's what Jim Harbaugh did. Yep. So you know the discussion of David Shaw. David Shaw in his one, two, three, four, five, fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth years, ninth years, he had a records of 12 and two, 10 and three, nine and five, nine and four. That's his program mm -hmm. at that point. Anybody that even heard of Jim Harbaugh in on that team is gone. That's impressive. That's a good job. I still, he's still last on my list for an NFL head coaching gig. Um, the experience level there, you know, can he come in and would he be the right guy? There's, there's more questions for me around him coming out of the college ranks than I really have with anybody else that, that is, that is on the list right now. Um, I'd like to see him. I, I said, it didn't necessarily make sense for him to be an offensive coordinator. Cause I don't know how much coordinating of offenses he's actually done. He has been a head coach, but I just, it, the idea of him coming in is you mentioned, you know, we, we talk it all the time. You're going to swing big and you're going to get a guy who was fired from Stanford. Uh, that it just doesn't do it for me. That's just, that's, that's not it. He, he can win at Stanford. Sustained success at Stanford is nearly impossible. You know, you're going to, you're going to go through your dips and droughts, um, especially again in the, in the new, new way of doing business in college football, literally. Yeah. But uh, it's it's not a hire that I would be very excited about. Yeah, and just talking about he he's not purely inundated in the college game, which is something at least he's been there. Now it's been a bit since he's been in the NFL game, but he still should have some connections across the league. That's one of the big things when you see these college coaches come in. They have no uh, connections to a lot of these coaches in the league. It's like Chip Kelly bringing up half his staff is guys he's never worked with or college coaches that – don't coach the same way or the same kind of people, but at least Shaw was in the league for a number of years uh, with the Eagles in 1997, with the Raiders from 1998 to 2001 with the Ravens from 22 to 2005. Now we're talking, you know, 20 ish years ago here, but at least it wasn't uh, completely, you know, only college side of the ball and then making the jump. Uh, also, he's somebody it who has been a while. Like you said, it's been, it's been a while, yep. 20 years or so. Yeah. And he was never and a coordinator at this level. No. Um, it, it's just, there's a lot of red flags there for me. Again, I'm not going to say, you know, oh, he ran Jim Harbaugh's program into the ground. No, no, he didn't. He had sustained success for the better part of the decade at Stanford. Yeah. Go look at the 20 years before Jim Harbaugh got there and put them on the map. Jim Harbaugh absolutely turned that team around, but David Shaw continued that success for the, for a decade. Mm -hmm. And he should be commended for that. I might want to hire him as a college coach, you oh, know, yeah. when you've got control of every aspect of your program, except maybe admissions. I, I don't, I don't see it for the NFL just yet. Yeah. And if they do hire him, I think it's because a lot of other options went elsewhere. Uh, maybe the hunt took a little too long. I don't know what's going on. I just, I'm joking with that guys. I'm joking. <laughs> don't say Nick Kendall. Sure. They are. Rob Walton's doing a hunt. I, I don't know. Um, hopefully he doesn't get uh, hit by a boar. Was that how Rob Baratheon went down? I don't know if you watched Game of Thrones back in the day. Spoilers. I've read all the books too and everything. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, spoilers. Sorry about that. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, that one's uh, early. But, that one's early. Yeah. Like first season. <laughs> but, uh, bring me my wine. I feel like that some days. Anyway, uh, so David Shaw would be really interesting. My, okay. This is just me putting on my tinfoil hat right now. So, I think that the Broncos originally were most, this is, and this is just my perception. Scott and I have a slight, I think a slightly different perception on the Sean Payton situation right now, but this is how I think it is. <laughs> Sorry. It's totally just guesstimation. So the Broncos, I think number one in their hearts, Jim Harbaugh, but they wanted to go through the process. Jim Harbaugh says, I'm not waiting for you guys. I'm going back to Michigan. Hasn't signed a new contract yet. We'll leave that one up on the side for now. Uh, so then the Broncos go through the interview process. Sean Payton's the next big one. I don't think, I don't think they're going to get Sean Payton. I think that he's maybe bluffing the Fox sports uh, stuff, Fox NFL, whatever to go back there, maybe get more money, more power. But I still think that the Dallas gig, both LA gigs, which all of which could be available next season, given mm -hmm. how all those places are on thin ice, all the coaching stats there seem to be on thin ice or Sean McVay, maybe one more bad year in LA. That's a team that's really not set up very well. Uh, could be gone. 
might be better spots for him, uh, in his opinion, than Denver. Go back to Fox Sports. I almost said Fox News. Fox Sports for a bit. And then you have the Broncos waiting. We'd love D'Amico Ryans. I think it sounds like, based on the news in the last 24, 48 hours, a lot of people in Denver coverage are saying, oh my God, D'Amico Ryans. Buy stock in D'Amico Ryans. No D'Amico Ryans. Mike Cliss did an article about the eight coaches the Broncos have interviewed. Almost the body of the text for D'Amico Ryans was as big as all the other guys combined. Um, I think there's reason for that. And if but... you're not hearing anything, it's because, you know, if it's not moving along as fast as you want, it's because you have to wait until San Francisco's done. Yep. Well, not you until, know, they're, until they're there. There it week. is. I, I told y'all when, you know, I, I don't watch coaching searches and sometimes they go over really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Dan Quinn was being hired by the Atlanta Falcons, it was radio silence. And that was mm-hmm. the year Seattle, sorry, Seattle went and won the Super Bowl. Um, I don't remember that year. Yeah, I, was, I honestly didn't remember it was the Broncos. I, I had, no, I really didn't remember well, uh, until I started doing the show. <laughs> um, but there was nothing, zip, zero sound. Man. Falcons already had their guy, and it was understood that that's what's going to happen. So maybe, nope. maybe. I'm, all I'm saying, and I don't know that, that this is what is happening. I'm not saying that with Sean Payton. I'm just saying consider all angles. Yeah. You know, why is this happening? Well, what what do they have to say? What do they have to gain to downplay Sean Payton if they actually do want him? Well, they're still trying to try strike a big contractual deal with him. They may have already come to terms with that. Maybe. You never know. And they have to come to come to uh, strike a deal with the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. So they don't want to overplay their hands and get taken to the cleaners. Yeah, 100%. And it was a 2013 there, Jay. But still the conspiracy that I had on here, what I'm thinking D'Amico Ryan's, I think he's now. So Sean Payton's out, Jim Harbaugh's out. I think D'Amico Ryan's came in. He impressed the hell out of him. I've heard from multiple people that he came in and impressed him. Heard that Dan Quinn was okay. Uh, in his second interview, he might be going else to Indy or Arizona. I think D'Amico Ryan's is right now. their most reasonable, feasible guy that they'd like. D'Amico might want to go to Houston. He played there for a number of years. Mm-hmm. He knows the ownership group. He lived there in the one season he wasn't involved in football, uh, whether it be coaching or playing. His wife is from Houston. Uh, he's got a lot of Houston ties. A ton of draft picks and low expectations. Yep. And he's also, <laughs> he'd probably get a long leash there from fans because he's he's one of us. He knows what it is to be a Texan, you know, that kind of thing. He'd long leeway. Uh, and you're right about that. Draft picks and probably an easier, Trevor Lawrence is up and coming, no doubt, but probably an easier path to consistency. Uh, contention uh compared to two teams with franchise quarterbacks in the afc west sorry two and a half we'll see what happens with russell wilson next year so then i think it's david shaw after that so i think right now the broncos are set up not on raheem morris Giro evero probably wanted another season before he's that guy dan quinn doesn't seem like we would have heard something by now given how much push there was for him before the interview now it's kind of like i don't know uh so then i think it's now it's Demico ryan's waiting on him if it's not him then i think it's gonna be david shaw that's where I'm reading it right now. I could be completely wrong. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Who are you competing with David Shaw? Nobody. Nobody. Yep. That in itself tells me a little something. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about your freaking fallback. I hate. If, if, if neither of us are married when we're 40, we'll get together, okay? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Ugh. Now, to be fair on Shaw, he did have a lot of interest four or five years ago, and he was turning down. Fourth choice. Let's be honest. Fourth choice at best. I think he was getting asked to be interviewed, and he was turning them down. Oh, you're talking about this time. Now, Harbaugh, Peyton, Ryans, Shaw. Yep. Yeah, uh, not what you want um, in that regard. But, you know, the last year, the... Jaguars were reportedly really interested in Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, they wanted to bring him in for an interview and that sped up the process with the Broncos. And instead they ended up going with uh, Doug Peterson. Good for the Jags. Uh, seems like that's the way they wanted to go, but uh, you never know. That's the thing about coaches too. You could might not, you might not get the guy you want and it ends up being the right guy in the long term. That's just, it's so random. It's a crapshoot with coaching. Uh, Glenn but- says, I kept thinking Shaw too, but why wait this long to announce it then? Cause he's Waiting. your fourth choice. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yep. At it's, best. <laughs> Zach says, sounds like Nick doesn't like hunting. I love animals, but I will admit, um, and not that hunters all hate animals. And it's a part of the, there's definitely good ways to do it. I'm not an expert on that. Any means Lance, uh, Sanderson, friend of the show, MHH, you know, does the Dove Valley deep dives with Eric big time hunter. It's fine. It's not really for me. I love fishing though. 
sign me up. If we're going to be fishing, that's my favorite thing. Hike into the backcountry, backcountry lake, pull out about 10 trout, cook them up with onions, trout, or uh, onions, mushrooms, et cetera, et cetera. Great. And Scott, now I can't tell if you are looking green or not. I know Scott's a, Scott's a vegetarian, all this meat talk here, but uh, no, this green tint's really bothering me. <laughs> Whatever. Hopefully, hopefully it gets worked out. I know StreamYard has some problems every so often. Uh, I'd rather hunt with a camera. Um, mm -hmm. I, I can get a good, really cool picture and experience it and let it have them there for someone else to experience. But anyway, yeah, it's neither here nor there. And uh, we got Sting Guy coming in saying, coaching, coaching, coaching. My head is about to explode. Well, Sting Guy, we're going to wrap up the show today with uh, Mel Kuyper, the number one guy in draft media. You know, the Nick, my husband's a crappie fisherman. We love the fish. Yeah, I, I love fishing for crappie too. I have a buddy, uh, one of my best friends back in the Midwest. His dad is a part of a fishing and hunting club that owns acres and acres of land in central Illinois. It's a bunch of old strip mines that they filled up and stocked with fish. We go camping for a week and pull out probably 20 to 40 crappie and cook them up and ugh, great times, man. I, I really enjoy I fishing. fishing. Yeah. It's not for you. It's I your just, dad. I just it. hate it. And, and nothing. I, I wish I could calm my brain and go out there and fish. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I'm casting into some place. I can't see anything. I don't know if I, am I wasting my time or not? I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I'm a scuba diver though. So yeah. I'll get down in there. I love going down there and seeing them going down there and seeing the fish and the eels and the octopus and the turtles and all that stuff. Um, so I scuba dive. That's how I fish again. I, I hunt and fish with a camera. hundred percent. And, uh, that video of you, uh, with the manta rays, pretty damn incredible. That's one's worth sharing sometime on here, but maybe that's more for the off season. Anyway, the godfather of the NFL draft, somebody who's been in it for a long time. Mel Kuyper released his first mock draft of the entire season. And guys, I hate to say it to you, but it's one of the things we've been talking about on here. At least I have a good bit. Broncos going edge rusher round one. Uh, Broncos definitely need offensive line. How many offensive line were drafted in the first round of this mock, Scott? How can you guess? I, I you looked at it. I know, but like, I know I looked at it. It was, it was Skaronsky. Paris Johnson was in there. I would think Broderick Jones. You nailed no, it. And I'd say two, the three. No, you, that was it. One, two, and three. Okay. Broderick Jones, Peter Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, Jr., all of them went in the first half of the first round, and then that was it. Uh, so, unfortunately, um, the Broncos, everybody wanting a first round offensive tackle or guard or anything. Offense, we got DB coming in, screaming O-line. Right now, it does not look like the players are there. Now, he did mention, uh, Mel Kuyper did mention Osiris Torrance in one of the picks. I believe it was maybe the Cowboys. Uh, and also, Anton Harrison from Oklahoma, Dewan Jones, Ohio State, and Darnell Wright from Tennessee, they might play themselves into that back end of the first round. Nobody's going to be getting a grade uh, like that, it seems like, this draft cycle. Unfortunately, for where the Broncos are picking, there are three guys with the, worth a first, first round pick. They're going to be picked before the Broncos are on the clock. Uh, Jasmine, unless something happens. Uh, you never know about the gas mask bong stuff happens. Jasmine, $49.99, saying, you guys are the best. I hope we are pleased with the new head coach news, and I hope we get some news soon. Oh, we're getting stir crazy here. And uh, Scott and I are ready to get into the draft and the free agency stuff and the team building stuff rather than this, you know, constant, uh, you know, head coach. Will they, won't they rumors, blah, blah, blah. So uh, absolutely. Hopefully we get some good news soon. That'd be great. Um, yeah, but I appreciate all the support you've shown us, uh, hitting us up on Twitter, all that stuff. Jasmine, huge, huge friend of the program. Huge, mm -hmm. uh, just very beneficial for the show. We love you for it. Uh, Jesse has a good question here. He says, quick question. Why does anyone here think we would have kept Kyle Shanahan after his first two seasons, considering how quickly we have walked away from coaches? You never know. Um, it's a multiverse, right? A different universe. It's possible that he would have stunk here. Uh, he would have not had the right quarterback. He had injuries here and then he's out. Um, how long did Vance Joseph get? Two years. Two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Vic Fangio got three. So what yeah. I've seen was, was Fangio getting three and you are not, it depends where your expectations are when you're coming in, you know, where's your team coming in? I've said the next guy will get a longer leash, assuming they show competence because your expectations have now hit rock bottom. We've got people saying we should hire uh, Jerry Rossberg as head coach and Justin out as offensive coordinator. Look at those last two games, how great they were. Yeah. Um, that's the type of environment they're walking into. Um, obviously that changes quickly, but are they showing signs of improvement? And, and it doesn't necessarily, Jesse, just have to be 
record-wise, it could be the Chicago Bears right now. The Chicago Bears have a glimmer of hope. They had a they got the number one draft pick, but they look like they've got a quarterback and they fixed their roster to the point now that they can start fixing their roster. They've set up their salary cap now where they can start the ascendancy. Um, I question more of the like the Houston Texans. I didn't see that from Fangio. Fangio was going in reverse. And Nathaniel Hackett, the team was so discombobulated that he looked like he was in way over his head. So, you know, each situation's different, but more you want to see the direction of program. And, you know, do you feel like it's headed in the right direction? Not everybody's going to agree, of course. You know, I look at the I look at the Atlanta Falcons, seven and ten and seven and ten with their record, and there's people out there calling for Arthur Smith's head. It's in, it's asinine. It, they they had ninety million dollars in active contracts at the end of the season of a possible two hundred million. That's less than half a team. The guy goes seven and ten. So yes, Kyle Shanahan would have gotten a third year, but after that, you better start seeing the tick up expectations go. So you better do something in your third year, Jesse. Yeah. And who knows how it would have played out. We got BK coming in and say, no, you'll probably discuss the future show, but any undraft or an unrestricted free agent offensive line you like. Uh, Jawan Taylor impressed me with the Jacksonville Jaguars this year at right tackle. Uh, I think he's one that I would be intrigued in if you're looking to bring in a right tackle. Mike, Mike McGlinchey and Caleb McGarry were former first round picks that maybe if they hit the market, they'd be interesting I'm not against bringing back uh, Cam Fleming, uh, he who played underneath David Shaw um, at Stanford for all of his career at Stanford. Uh, he, I thought he was fine out there. He'd be a really good swing tackle. Fine. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that offensive tackle fine's fine okay. is fine. Yeah. It's okay. For a million five, million two on Cam Fleming, fine was good enough. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so that's uh, some guys like Bradley Bozeman as an option as well. Ethan Pokasik out there. You got Isaac Simwalu, uh, the interior, some interior offensive line guys. The Broncos are going to bring in somebody in free agency on the offensive line, if not two, uh, two people and draft one in the first with one of their first four picks. Uh, so I don't imagine the Broncos offensive line turns around and goes from a bottom 12 unit this season to a top five unit next year. Uh, but I think that on top of better coaching and a better scheme fit that'll protect your quarterback, limit the number of long developing backdrops that aren't off play action where he doesn't have his read there and ducks his head and looks to escape. Uh, that should help out the offensive line a good bit, even beyond the personnel on the field. So um, those are some names. Sorry, long way to answer. I didn't answer exactly, but it's not all the offensive line. Uh, for right tackle Caleb McGarry's probably going to get 12 to $15 million in free agency. Uh, yeah. The Atlanta Falcons did not pick up his fifth year option and he played like it. Uh, now he's a 26 year old right tackle who was about to get paid. Uh, I think the Falcons end up paying him though. Yeah. I mean, probably as they should, uh, but some of the names here for uh, those offensive linemen that stick out to me, you got uh, and shout out to pick six. He had some of these names today. You have Orlando Brown might hit the market. Kayla McGarry, Isaiah Wynn, Mike McClinchy, Juwan Taylor, uh, offensive guard. You got Wes Schweitzer, Isaac Simialu, Evan Brown, Dalton Reisner, you know, that name, Nate Davis, uh, and then at center, you have Garrett Bradbury, Bradley Bozeman, Ethan Pokasik, Connor McGovern, who the Broncos let walk. Maybe they'll bring him back. Uh, so there's some names out there. Broncos are going to walk away with one and a half, uh, at least one of those names, maybe two. Uh, there's no I'm doubt. the Broncos. I'd be on the phone with Eli Wilkinson's agent. He, yeah. uh, he, he got banged up a little bit and played probably 14 games this year. Mm -hmm. uh, he got moved to left guard and was on about 1.5 million and was good. Yeah, he was good. Uh, run blocking power guy. He was a good left guard this year. Yep. And uh, speaking of good, Darren Kendall coming in one ninety nine. The old man. Thanks, Dad. Hope you're doing well. I think he's out hanging out with my grandma in Burlington. It's proud of you guys. Thanks for sharing your knowledge and positive attitude. Most of the time, uh, not always. Uh, depends. That's not, on a, that's not something I get accused of very often in real life. So I'm glad to have this outlet. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Especially <laughs> not at home. Um, but I uh, know appreciate you so much. And uh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Love you. Uh, so bring, real quick, bringing it back around, uh, Mel Kuyper has the Broncos going edge rusher, Isaiah Foskey edge rusher from Notre Dame. I think he's had back-to-back -back 10 sack seasons, six force fumbles over the last two seasons. I think two blocked punts also. So he's a special team stuff, six, five, two sixty five. watching him. I don't think the traits match the stats. I think he's a very, really loves to use that long arm, uh, to get after the quarterback. He's got 36 inch, 36 inch arm length. I think he's a little bit top heavy and also for being as big as he is, he's 
more fluid in space than you'd expect in drop back. I just don't see violence. I don't see bend. I don't see explosiveness with him. Uh, Mel Kuyper has him going to the Broncos at 29. He looks more to me like a mid round two to early round three kind of guy personally, uh, but he's going to be down at the senior bowl. Scott's going to get up and close and personal to him. You'll have a better idea of uh, where he projects. Stats are good. Uh, the profile looks good on the tape. I don't, there's, there's an obviousness to me, at least when I watch it for edge rushers with bend and explosiveness. I don't see that with Foskey on tape personally, yeah, especially, especially in the first round, but you know, you could use some 265, 270 on the edge with length uh, right now yep. to set the edge, which hasn't been a strength of this defense, despite some of the, um, despite some of the success that you've had. Um, EJ in here, EJ is a friend of the show, a huge friend of the show and hasn't been around in a while. I reached out to him not too long ago. Hey, where you been, man? He says, I can't take it. So he admits now EJ coming in hot pink. He says, been hiding in apathy land for a while. And what do I always say is more dangerous than anger? Apathy, apathy. Cause you'll find out, Hey, I could go fishing instead of deal with this nonsense. Been hiding in apathy land for a while, but had to chime in because I agree with Scott. It's still just a game. I, for one, wish everyone was as passionate about the, the nosedive in the country is taking as they are about the next head coach of any team. Yeah, I say all the time, though, if I actually paid attention to what else was going on, I'd lose my mind. I'd get I'd be I'd be angry all the time. I'd be one of those. You, you wonder why Twitter and stuff is such an angry place that sometimes you need the distraction and, you know, get out there and go to baseball games and softball games with my kids or someone else's kids or something. But EJ, love you. Thank you for coming in. It's good to see you. Thanks for coming back in. And uh, thank you for the super chat, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much, EJ. We appreciate you so much coming in and supporting us. It's been a good day. Um, And we're at uh, 57 minutes. I think we're going to wrap it up here, guys. Uh, I got a dinner date tonight. Going to go hang out with a friend who's uh, in town. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. Again, Isaiah Foskey, um, before we get on out, I, I guess I should read uh, what uh, Mel Kuyper has to say about the pick for Isaiah Foskey. Again, another mockster uh, with the Broncos going edge. You had Daniel Jeremiah this week having the Broncos go with uh, BJ Ojolari from LSU. You had uh, Bucky Brooks with the Broncos going uh, Lucas Van Ness. I should know that one from Iowa. And now you have Mel Kuyper, the godfather of the NFL draft with the Broncos going Isaiah Foskey, edge rusher from Notre Dame. And he says Denver traded away prime picks to get quarterback Russell Wilson last off season. And it got back this one after dealing Bradley Chubb to the dolphins before the deadline at mid season. Suddenly, when you look at this depth chart, there's no Chubb and or Von Miller exploding off the edge even though defensive coordinator Giro Evero did a good job with what he had this season. Because it's a little too late in round one to find a surefire offensive line starter, especially in this class, I like what Isaiah Foskey would bring to the Broncos. Had 22 sacks and six forced fumbles over two seasons. 265 pounds, he could play in either scheme at the next level, 3-4 or 4-3. So yeah. Isaiah Foskey uh, will be interesting to watch at the Senior Bowl. Again, I he didn't have, I think, I would have B.J. Ojolari over him. I would have uh, Lucas Van Ness over him. I would have... Miles Murphy over him, and then obviously Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson as well. If all those guys are gone, maybe you start to talk Isaiah Foskey. Yeah, because again, <clears throat> edge is a big need for this team. I, I think mm-hmm. corner is still a big need for this team. You can go any of those directions. You know, again, I I talk the best player available. I think it's a myth. Um, but as you have said, you put guys in tiers. You know, I've got a grading score, and if I've got, if it's a ten point scale. If I've got three tens, whichever one fits my need the best, I'm taking him. If I've got 14 nines, okay, they're all off the board. Now I've got 25 eights or whatever. Whoever fits the need that is in that tier that you have scouted that's available is where you should go. The worst thing you can do is reach. O-line, O-line, O-line. The worst thing I could do with that first round pick is pick a guy that can't play. I've said a zillion times. And it was a college coach that told me, he said, when I first started and it just stuck, it's not the guys that you miss that kill you. It's the guys you take that can't play that kill you. Adam, this goes for you since you're not listening very well. You're just in there going, Russ sucks, Russ sucks, Russ sucks. Why won't anybody say Russ sucks? It's not who you missed on. It's the, the guy you brought in that was terrible this year. Russell was terrible this year. That's what hurts you. That's what kills you. Do not reach based on a need. It's the worst thing you can do in your life. Yeah. Kill you. Um, that's absolutely true. So, and also one name I forgot there. I was like, there's six edge rushers I had above him. Who's the sixth? Nolan Smith. I didn't mean life. I meant 
yeah. draft. <laughs> uh, but uh, Nolan Smith, that's the other name. Georgia got hurt this year, but he was the number one recruit in all the land. Very good player out there. Uh, so Ed Rusher for the Broncos early in this mock. Um, Scott will get a chance to watch him down there, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. Edge very much in play for the Broncos there as his defensive line, cornerback, offensive ta- offensive line across the board. Pretty much, I mean, yeah, I know that, Scott, I've been saying, you know, I am a big trenches guy, but you want to have playmakers as well and coverage guys on the outside. But Broncos right now, they're very much shaping up a team that really needs uh, investment in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Yeah, uh, trenches, trenches, trenches. Yep, absolutely. Phil McLaughlin saying, do we need to wait to interview these coaches in the playoffs? So the way this works is that you have coaches, any coaches can interview and I think even be hired uh, after this round of the playoffs. So anybody who's coaching right now, there's the Pro Bowl week that's in between um, the Super Bowl and the conference championships. Broncos could interview D'Amico Ryans on Monday and they could hire him uh, that very same night or the next day. So uh, that's the that's the rule with the coaches right now that are still coaching in the postseason. So thank you, Phil. Yeah, two weeks is a long time of dead period to be trying to not talk to some of the most successful coaches in the league, some of the best candidates in the league. That's a long time to do it, especially as you're trying to get your draft boards and free agent boards and everything together. So uh, it makes sense that they've loosened that a little bit. I don't think it's always been like that, Nick. Uh, Ernie Mays, thank you, sir. You guys are awesome. Go Broncos country. You're awesome, too. Thank you, sir. Now, thank you guys so much. We're going to wrap it up and get out of here. Uh, appreciate the heck out of you so much. Uh, make sure you're following Scott on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at BFB underscore pod and MHI underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join us at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. Please click the thumbs up on the way in, the way out. If you thought we've earned it today, we'd greatly appreciate that over on Facebook. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to Mile High Hutter. Actually, if you have a YouTube, if you're not on there right now, if you're on Facebook, go to YouTube, find us on Mile High Huddle, subscribe to the channel, like the show, like this exact one happening right now, share it to your social medias, Twitch, uh, TikTok, Instagram, be real. Hopefully somebody out there has to have a be real of what are you doing right now? I'm watching Nick and Scott right now talk football. Uh, That's a, Scott, are you aware what Be Real is? I think I've talked to you about here before. You get like a notification saying like, take a picture of what you're doing right now instead of this like fabricated, you know. TikTok's a freaking monster. That's a a TikTok feature. So basically everybody is taking on, trying to take on TikTok right now before they take over everybody else. I think TikTok might've taken that one from Be Real and implemented it. Well, it worked. (laughs) I I don't get it. My daughter does it and I get notifications saying, oh, post your own now to see what she's doing i'm like i'll just go up in a room <laughs> what are you doing what are you doing up there i'm on tiktok okay be safe <laughs> so we appreciate that you guys you be safe uh continue to choose kindness and compassion scott and i'll see you tomorrow morning we'll see what news we have to go over maybe we'll do some more draft stuff free agency who knows uh but until then appreciate you guys go broncos head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things broncos Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.